ready. We're back in the closet, getting ready to kick one off. It's just me and Ange this time. There's a lot of duets. There's, there's not duets. I said duets. A lot of guests. Well, it's not just me and you. We have our TikTok friends with us here to the side that's going to give us some input on some of the stuff we're they, talking about. They may, yeah, they may throw some comments. Yeah, they will throw some comments in. Relationships, kind of, we're talking about today. Because we like to talk about this topic from time to time. Because, um, you know, we're not professionals. We're not psychologists. But we've been through it. We've been through some stuff. So we like to bring you some relationships. Every once in a while. You've been fairly successful to this point. I like how you said fairly. <laughs> fairly. Well, I don't want to be cocky. I mean, right. I'm the, the, the success is surviving everything, but also having everything intact when you survive. You know what I, Does that make sense? Like, right. It's one thing to say you're surviving, but... Everything that you once had is no longer there, like the fire or the communication or, right. the, or, the, or the desire to be around each other. Right. Important. I'm looking for the straws. Oh, those? I need a straw. That, I don't know where those I are. I do. I'll be right back. You continue to talk. But yes, I agree. You, you survived some storms and you're not, it didn't tear you go all get the way the straws. down. I didn't tear you all the way down. I'm going to go get the straws. Yeah. Pipe down. Get the straw so I'm not here alone too long. She's going to leave me alone. Let's just finish on what I was saying about surviving. Um, that's probably a bad word because survive may be something. Um, and that's kind of what we're talking about. I think it's like the, the reset. What is, what's the title of this? We're, we're talking about someone gave us the idea on our podcast to talk about something like this and then we found this and thought this is a cool thing to talk about it's restarting your marriage or relationship um so it doesn't have to necessarily be a marriage in this day and age no it's re relationship it can be a, a relationship with someone but restarting it or resetting it um and i thought it was good because there's it talks about the three things you must have, right? Is that what it said? You read it today, right? It says there are a few things that are ultra necessary and can't be absent to thrive in a relationship. For your relationship to thrive, in this article, there are three things that are ultra necessary and cannot be absent. And I 100% agree with all of these. I agree with them as well. They say three things, but it's really six. It is because they do the oh. Blank and blank is one, right. and then blank and blank is two, and then blank and blank. So is really, there's six. There's right? six, but they're in the same category of things that are needed. Right. Right. There's there's two in one category, because I think I think in some sense ones might lean towards more a man, and one leans well, I don't know, towards I don't know. Anyway, mm, here we go. We're just gonna go through them. The first one's love and respect. Ultra necessary cannot be absent. Love and respect. Reading from this article that we found. I'll read it real quick. Relationships are formed out of love and respect. It's time spent together, getting to know the other person, and soon falling in love with them. When you love someone, you respect them. When you want them to succeed and to be happy and to thrive in all ways. But what happens when that feeling wears off? What happens when the love grows cold? Well... The respect for them also grows cold. I like that. 
I mean, I don't like that, but you know what I'm saying. Have you ever tried to spend time with someone who doesn't respect you or doesn't, or your authority? Maybe at work or at school or somewhere else. It's not fun. The que- they question everything you say and do, and they refuse to work with you. Instead, they walk around with their nose up in the air, and they essentially make your life more difficult. Can you imagine that in your relationship? You know, with the one that you swore to live happily ever after with. So that's what we're talking about. This is number one. And isn't it like that, though, like, I don't know if anybody else has had this, but isn't that when you, when everything we do, we're so egocentric, Mm -hmm. we're always kind of self looking out for ourselves first, even when you have committed to the love of your life, even with your children. I mean, you're always looking, you're, you're ultimately looking to please yourself in a way. So even like when you say to live in happiness with a person forever, it's kind of like everything, I think we've all been guilty of this, I know I have, it's like in church where you're sitting there and you go, in the sermons, it's really, you're missing it, it's for you, but you sit there and you go, man, this, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this, they could really learn a lot from this. Right, like you can now like learn. I'm, <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I agree with this, and I've been there, I've done that, but I'm just saying, it kind of gives me that vibe the way it Right. Because respect is so important. And I know that's not what we're talking about. Well, no, it's, right we're, now, well I mean, but, no, it is. But we're talking about resetting. Um, you don't want that to happen. You don't want to lose the respect. You don't want to lose that. Um, what it says here is don't let the love for your spouse die down. Instead, reset. Take some time and remember all of the things that you first loved about them. Write them down. Think about their charm, their humor, their way that they make you feel safe and full. Forget about the shortcomings and the things they've done wrong. Instead, spend time only thinking about the good stuff. And I think we do that a lot. We, like, nitpick at each other. And, you know, yeah, we you, you're in a relationship with someone. You live with someone. And especially these times, if you're in a relationship and you're stuck in the house with your significant other, the person that you're in a relationship with, this is really testing you guys out. This is really forcing you to um, not just focus on the negative. Because if you do that, you're going to rip each other apart. So instead, take this time to reset and focus on the things like this says. That you first fell in love with that person. What's the first thing that made you fall for the person that you're with? You know? That kind of stuff. The stuff that kind of makes you feel warm and giddy inside. Like, focus on that, especially during this time. Because, man, y'all are going to get on each other's nerves in some way, shape, or form or fashion. No, wow. <laughs> or fashion. Wow. I'm sorry, inside wow. West Virginia governor joke. Um, uh. That it, it could get dangerous. So, focus on why you first fell in love. Yeah, and <clears throat> what was I going to say? I don't know. I just took off sorry no it's fine i had something in my mind but then you threw that governor joke in there and it threw sorry. me off um such a serious topic I'm not, I'm, I'm not always good at serious topics but when it comes to what were you saying i'm totally thrown off by that by what i was laughing by any way shape form or yes, fashion because now i've got his <laughs> face in my head. i wish i wish nathan was on here oh i know what you're saying um, okay so we've got we've got this uh this whole thing, and, and she says it like it could be easy. Right. Right, because maybe he or she isn't doing the things. Right. Because you're stuck together, and maybe even when you weren't stuck together, maybe you just got in a grind of living together and living life and doing things. Right. You know, in your daily routine, so that the hotness, the warmth is worn off. And the thing is about this, when I see it, it's saying reset your marriage. It's not, I think it's important to point out or reset your relationship. 
I think it's important to point out it's not saying, it's saying these things are essential, essential employees. What are they saying? These things you have to have them, they're vital. They cannot be absent. They cannot be absent. But, but they may be right now. That they doesn't mean, I, I think for us being together for 28 years, some of these things have been absent. Right. There's been I mean, periods of time where they've been absent. We've had to reset. We've had to figure out how to make it because once once you get to where there's a respect lost or there's some there's some distance between you, you can't. And that's what we've talked about a lot on this. Where relationships end is where contempt sets in. Once contempt right. gets you, contempt. Once you get once the contempt right gets you, that's. That's hard to get back. That's hard to come back from. Right. And like we're saying, we, we, we aren't psychologists by any way, at any stretch of the imagination. But we've been together since we were 15, and we've been through some shit. Everybody and going, has. And going through some shit. I almost shit. hit you with my rainbow. Ooh, <laughs> keep those in. No, I'm kidding. Um, going, here's the thing. We might not be, but going through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what it does? It makes you dig down. It makes you research. Right. It makes you find. It may make you get help with a psychologist or a counselor together or separately. But you learn a ton. Going just like in life. I mean, going through struggles. How much do you learn? Right. I mean, you get better by struggling. So, it's just a fact. Right. So this point that it's making is try to reset by remembering what made you fall in the first place. It's this kind of thinking that will help you revive the spark. When couples spend time doing this, even if it's once a week, it helps undo a lot of the hard stuff, especially when you do it together. Relationships grow cold because couples stop putting effort for each other. My gosh, that is so true. If you get so comfortable in your relationship where you're not putting any effort in any type of way, it's going to not be good. It's going to not be good. I'm just telling you right now. Well, that's the thing. It's, and I've said it a million times. That's the advice I got. Is marriage is hard. It's going to be so difficult. This is before I got married. This is before my wedding. It's work. Mm-hmm. It's work. And that's the thing, though. Just think about it. We're so, especially in American culture, we kind of have this thing growing up where, like, we're always working in our jobs, in our in our physical fitness, everything we do. It's like we have this mindset. We're trying to get to a place where we don't have to do anything anymore. Right. Right? If you have that mindset for your relationship, which I've been there. I've got to where I didn't do anything anymore. I've been to that point where I was like just going through the motions and still expecting her to be head over heels for me and not putting any effort in. And it's stupid when you say it out loud like that. Well, I'm going to pause here for a second because one of our people on TikTok said this is a good point. Always try to outlove your spouse. You know you have to, you know, wait. You know you have love if you're always competing to win that. That is true. You want to compete to get about something with your spouse, try to outlove them. I think that's a really good point. That was Sarah from our um, TikTok. It was really a good it's idea. A, it's a great point. And um, one, one thing before we move on. It's a great point. And I think like with our dynamic, we're both, in not all situations are like this, we're both kind of givers. And so... If I'm if I'm in a selfless mindset and I'm always giving, I'm trying to do things for her. It almost feeds her selflessness. Oh, that's true. That's true. So then she, but there's other personalities that will take, 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 and never give back. It's like you have to stand up for yourself. Just like I heard her telling 
a TikTok live today a story about a neighbor beating on her, and the personality of that neighbor not was not physically beating. No, but just go, just like a, <laughs> just like digging into her. And the more Ange was submissive and nice, the more aggressive and the more she tried to make her feel worse. But as soon as Ange stood up and got in her face, she was a sweetheart. Yeah. And it's like I think there's relationships like that where you almost have to be a That's complete true. lunatic to get your spouse. And I'm. I mean, I've been in that spot too. <laughs> so, yeah, I but know. normally we're pretty good if we're both giving yeah. and we're not selfish. Well, and that goes on to piggyback. The last thing about this one, and then we're going to move on to number two, is remember the things you both once did for each other. Start doing them again. Whoever wakes up first makes the coffee and gets the day going. Whoever sees something on the floor quietly picks it up and puts it away because we both live and contribute in this household. Whoever sees the other struggling or hurting goes over and puts their arm around them and gives them a hug and offers them help. And to be there for him. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. And that's what a lot of times is lost. Because you get caught up in your work. You get caught up with the kids. You get caught up in everything else. And you just expect to be able to just cash out on the rest. You just be able to just check, not cash out, check out is what I meant to say. On everything. And you can't do that. Um, Just like, you know, at night. You guys see Jeff get my wine refills every night. Yeah, he does that for me. But if you're here in the morning, you know I return the favor with his coffee refills. You know what I'm saying? That's like we what I was give, it's, about, yes. it's like a give and a take thing. Um, tonight, I did all the cooking, and I she did all the cleaning up too. I did all the cleaning up tonight, but normally I should have done the cleaning up, but I was too busy fighting with my daughter and eating still. <laughs> normally, you know, if if one of us does all the cooking, then the other one does all the cleaning up after dinner, or if we're both in on the cooking, then we both kind of clean up together. It's just kind of that thing. Anyway, sorry, that was number one. We only have two more points. Um, yeah. Um, so when we get into this stuff. So sorry, sorry, we like to talk about relationships because, you know, we so just most, we just want to put our experiences out there and what's worked and what hasn't worked with us because we have had a very long relationship. We broke up for thirty minutes in college once, so you know we're talking about since nineteen ninety one. Every single minute of every single day, we've been in a relationship except for thirty minutes of that. So, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, for us, it is. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's a, it's it's great that we can talk to people. I mean, relationships don't last anymore because people give up, and that's the thing. And I've said it so many times: is it's like you get. I got advice that was from people, my parents, like that have been in their relationship since they were younger mm-hmm. than we were when we started our. And it's like you know what, Angie's going to do something someday that you could leave her for. Right. Jeff, you're probably going to do something today that she can leave you for, and everybody's going to support that if they want to leave. Right. But you can't. Right. Unless it's something, you know what I mean? There's there's clearly situations where you have to leave. Right. And there's clearly situations where people refuse to correct behavior or be remorseful. And in those situations, what do you do? I mean, then you got to end it and you got to move on with your life. I'm full support of that. Right. When you can't fix it. But when both parties say... This is what I want in life, and I screwed it. I screwed up. I did the wrong thing, mm-hmm. or I'm treated you the wrong way. Whatever it is, but I want to be here, and I want to fix this. I'll do everything we can to right. fix this. It's hard to. You got to realize there's if the fight's there, you can repair it. Absolutely. Um, number two is honesty and trust. Nothing kills the relationship quicker than a lack of trust. Honesty and integrity are very important in society. But so much more in the relationship. If the whole world fell apart outside the doors of your house, isn't it nice to know that at least 
on the inside, your house is safe and you can trust your partner? Well, of course, right? Uh, but many couples are struggling because of dishonesty and insecurities caused by such behavior. The couple needs to be committed to each other. It's not that one must keep the other on a short leash, but which happens a lot in, couple, in relationships, but that each should know boundaries and limits. They should know dangers and watch for anything that can creep in and take root, such as temptations, which is very true. Got to have each other. Got to have your guard up. You got to be. You got to have your guard up. Well, you got to have your guard up for yourself, big time. Right. You got to understand your weaknesses, and you really should share them with your spouse. It and is exactly. Well, this goes along with right with okay. what you're saying. Yeah. Part of being honest, this is a ba- very important part of being honest, is talking about what you're struggling with. Yes, it's far better to do this before doing something stupid that you'll soon regret. Providing a safe place for your partner is what will allow them to feel okay about talking to you about sensitive stuff. But if you're like a drill sergeant waiting to punish someone, then your partner may not want to talk to you about it. That's what I'm saying. He's always been very open with me about being comfortable coming to him and me too about temptations that we may have. Look, we're both human, right? We're not robots. We're both 100% human. And humans get tempted by things, by people, by situations. And if you can't go to your spouse and say, like, ah, why am I being tempted by this? Then you could get into some trouble. And I'll say this. When she says always, that's, I will, I will, I will tell, I will tell them myself. That's not the case when I was younger. In the, say in the 20s, I would be, I would, I would rather be lied to. And told and fed lies, then think that some something could, someone could not. Yeah. Could, she could actually want something different or want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's not that. Now after that, it, you realize at some point that wait a minute, I got to be honest with her. She'll be honest with me, and it's probably saved a whole lot of mist. And it's frustrating, mm-hmm. and it can piss you off, and well, you sure. can get upset. But good lord, you know what? It's a whole lot better than than the alternative well sure i would much rather you come to me and say angie i'm being tempted by x y and z let's help me get through this i might at first initially be pissed off because i'm like what, what are you talking about what do you mean like of course because we're, we're humans and he would do the same thing if i was being tempted by something but it would be i would much rather know you're being tempted by that so i can help you or keep you accountable than to just find out about it later it's like you know? a fitness goal or something you can't you're gonna you could easily sorry <laughs> sorry about that you easily fall off a goal. If, and she always tells people that. If you're going to start a fitness journey, talk to people. Tell people. Put it out on social media so people can hold you accountable. Yeah. Because we're weak individually. Right. And we, and we get weak and we get emotional and we let things in that we shouldn't and bad things can happen. Right. Without you even knowing it. You right. You float to the deep end of the pool on that raft not even realizing that you've done it. And if you can't swim, you're screwed. Right. And I'm reading from this article. Uh, Creating a caring and safe relationship. Watch for signs of danger. We want to trust our partners and allow them to live and have fun, but we also want to keep the dangers away. There are some obvious things to watch for. Watch for single people who are spending too much time with you or your partner, especially those who seem overly interested. It's best for couples to have have other couples as friends. Watch for addictions. These can be subtle at first, but soon create all sorts of issues in the relationship. Watch for poor habits, especially spending habits. Debt is a relationship killer. Amen. 
So, um, you know, it's just basically saying you don't need to be a detective and ask a million questions, but, but work on maintaining honesty and trust. Well, it's got to be open, and I'll, I'll say that to this. To, if you're being a detective and you're watching and you're, you're going to push the other person away. Let me away, tell you, that's true. So you can't do that. These people who, now, I, listen, I say these people, this is horrible. I don't know everybody's situation. I don't know why this could be happening in somebody's relationship. Maybe something happened and they feel like they need to do this. But I have some friends who, you know, their spouse, they have joint Facebook accounts. They have joint Instagram accounts. They have joint Snapchat accounts. They have joint everything. And, like, they know each other's passwords to everything. And they share emails. And I'm like, I need my space. I want my own Instagram. I want my own Snapchat. I want my own TikTok. Okay? There might be a reason behind it. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, if there's not a specific reason to have that, you got to have your own stuff. Yeah. I'm not your child. Like, when you treat your spouse like your child, always watching over them, always on their back. Let me see your phone. Let me see your phone. Now, maybe something has happened where they need to see your phone, and they need to hold you accountable. I get it. I understand that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. I still think you need to be together on that decision because it will still it will build. Whether the person's wrong or not, if you decide together to move forward and fix it and the person's remorseful, I mean, I think, I think that that because I have a friend that did this and they were militant and it was like, well, this is the only way I'm going to be able to tr- get to get the trust back. But it never got better. It wouldn't get better. And we talked to other people to try to help them, and she just never felt like she could be herself anymore. And it what and, and the, the thing is, he wasn't himself because mm-hmm. that wasn't him. He right. never watched it before. Some things happened. And now he's, but I understand he went in a hole right? and he didn't know what to do. He didn't have any advice. He'd never been in this situation before, but you know what? He let go. Right. And he felt better. Mm-hmm. He struggled. Right. But then, then she started feeling like she could. So now guess what? Now she's not being a totally different person because she's always being watched. And he's not being a totally different person because he's always watching. Because that's not who they were when they were great. Right. Right? They weren't that when they were great. Right. One of the TikTok, Marcus, our TikTok uh, family said, you can suffocate the other person that way. And I really feel like that's true. Like, if you as a partner feel suffocated, I think that's probably the worst feeling. Like, if you feel like you can't have your own life, then there's going to come a time when... um, (laughs) There's gonna if you if you podcast listeners could see this right now you'd be really creeped out. I don't know what he's doing, but he's up in my face. You're suffocating me. If this was how it was all the time, I would go cray cray. That's all I'm saying. But basically, it just says be committed to each other and don't let anyone or anything come between you two. When there's trust in the home, there's happiness in the home, which is 100 percent accurate. Trust is. I mean, you, you've got to, even if, even if things, because like we said, we've had issues, we've had trusts have been broken, things have happened. I mean, this day and age, it's so easy for that to happen, well, sure. unfortunately. But you decide to fix it, you've got to, to, to get the trust back. And it might be a process. It might be a process that takes a long time to get the trust fully back because now you're insecure or something's happened that's made one of you insecure, mm-hmm. both of you insecure. But like, 
and for the person who, for both people, really, I, I forget where I heard this, but it really clicked with me. It's, you need to take it a day at a time and a decision at a time because every good decision you make, right, you need to look at that as momentum into getting back. So if you're tempted, just like if, you, if, you're, if, if you're quitting smoking or you're giving up L8s, and it's like, you're like, okay, every time you get through a day without a pack, so you shouldn't look at that as like, you should say, okay, I got momentum. And I right. can't give up that momentum. Right, right. And with every good decision, if if there's someone that you've let in your life that you shouldn't have, and they continue to try to talk to you, and you can talk to them, but you decide not to, right? Mm-hmm. And you continue every day that goes by, you're like, I've got momentum. I'm getting my life back, and I'm getting it fixed. I just I thought that was a really good analogy to fixing your problems, is to making good decisions, right? Um. And letting it build momentum. The last one we're going to talk about here is very important. And I want to pause here for a second because Marcus, one of our TikTokers, says, does it talk about letting go of the past? Um, it doesn't in this article, but I think that is 100% key. Because every relationship is going to go through crap. And, you know, once you get through it, you've got to let go of the past. That's 100%. If you don't, if you're holding on to the past, you can't go, you can't move forward. Listen. Holding on to the past is, is, is restraints for moving forward. And, un- and, and you know what? It hurts both parties, but it, it's ki- it kills the insides of the person that's holding on. Right. The person that's holding on to the past. And I, I know it's hard. You can't. It's hard to let go of the past, but on a lot of things. But you got to figure out a way to let it go. And, and it's not as easy as just, oh, you let it go. Right. right. Get over it and let it go. No, it's not that easy. Well, we're not in Frozen. Painful. Let it go. No. I don't sing. Sorry. <laughs> it was I didn't even see the movie. I just know the song. It was but yeah. painful, possibly traumatic, so you might need help right. to figure out how to let it go. Okay, the last one we're going to talk about, and this one to me is super important as well. I mean, all of these are important, 100%, but this is, this is good too. Affection and intimacy. When there's love and respect and honesty and trust... There can be intimacy and affection. This is be, this is because there is a level of safety that allows the couple to become vulnerable to the other. If there is no trust, could you be intimate with the person? I think you could be. If there was no respect, could you be intimate with the person? Of course not. They say of course not. I think you could be. I think that if if you if if you didn't uh, what I wait, think it happens all the time. If there's no trust, you can still be intimate. You know what I'm saying? You, can, you might not be able to be If you don't vulnerable. trust the person, you can still thumb wrestle, basically, is what Well, I'm thumb wrestle, yeah, but can you be intimate on, a, like, an a emotional level, like, to depth? Oh, like, maybe not. I don't not. think you let But go. I'm thinking of intimacy as, like, oh. you know what I mean? Anyway. Well, affection is what I'm talking about. You're talking about intimacy. Trust issues, insecurities, and a lack of love and respect, this, just, this destroys intimacy. What relationship can thrive and last, what, I'm sorry, what relationship can thrive and last without intimacy and affection? I don't think there is any. So, intimacy and affection aren't less important than love and respect or honesty and trust. But, before intimacy can happen, those other elements must be present, according to this article I'm reading from. Um, So, I I feel like that intimacy and affection is vital. I mean, all three of these, six of these really, are what this article considers to be 100% necessary and cannot be absent. 
Um, well, and, and I think though this this last one's pretty big for relationships when you come to, to to two totally different people. And when I say people, I mean sexes. Like I'm now. I'm, listen, people. I'm talking about Angie and Jeff here. Sexes. So it could be the same sex, but I can't. I can't speak to that. But in this situation, we're talking about affection, intimacy, and there's areas that that you can not I think it just takes both it ta- you, you got to have emotional connection right right which for men can be difficult to maintain oh there has to be like I think Sarah here on our TikTok said something earlier Sarah you can say it again um about about um romance and a lack of being romantic I think romance and intimacy is kind of the same. I think that intimacy can be romantic, and I think intimacy can also be sexual. I think there's two levels of intimacy. I agree. I think that definitely there's an intimacy that you have with each other that has absolutely 100% nothing to do with anything to do with sex. Absolutely. But I also think that there is a a level of intimacy that's, that's on an emotional level. There's two different levels, I feel like, of intimacy. That's just that's my opinion. Well, that's that's my point, and it's I think that it's hard sometimes for each sex, or maybe even an individual person, to understand. It, it goes the the thing is is all these time to the, going back to empathy and going back mm-hmm. to the beginning where right. where it was we we got we got what Sarah said you, you got to try to outlove your partner. So now yes. I got to say what does it what. She needs a she's an emotional being, right? Like she needs emotional connection, and I'm not always great at that, right? So, and for that may take effort for me, right? right. And it might take effort, for, but they need that. And and if you don't give that to them, you're going to lack something in your relationship. You're going to lack, right? So you've got to try to figure out what your partner needs and out love them. I agree. I think that's the best point, maybe that's been made all night. Um, but this article is saying it's not a weakness to tell your husband or wife I love you or I miss you or I appreciate you. It's not a weakness to hold hands or to cuddle or to do what they love to do instead of what you want. It's part of having a solid and thriving relationship that will produce years of adventure together. When a couple spends time showing their love for each other, they fall into deeper love. When this happens, everything improves. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Love making is better too. Suddenly your partner becomes adequate for you and you for them. And nothing is better or stronger than a couple who truly loves each other and is completely committed to each other. Um, I think that's true. Um, We say this all the time. The more you practice something, the more you want to do it. So the more that you, you know, if you know your partner wants or needs or both some romance in their life, the more you provide those romantic things, the more you're going to want to do them. Oh my gosh, I did this romantic thing for her or him. She acted this way or he acted this way. That makes me want to do it more. You know what I mean? I think that's the way um, that it works, you know? It or, is. or if it's a sexual thing, you know? If you, if, you, if you do a sexual act and you see how your partner responds to it and it's good and you're like, oh, okay. It kind of makes you want to keep going and keep going and keep going. The m- Practice makes perfect is basically, basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree with that 100%. Because it, it 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 has to do even with I always said that I've, I've joked about it, but honestly, either being romantic or even sexual is like the gym, like going to the gym. Like if you once you get in a groove, go three times a week, 
get in a groove, you start getting your routine. You start you start getting more comfortable with the with mm-hmm. the with the weight area. You start getting more comfortable with lifting around people and people seeing you. Right. And all of a sudden, you start feeling good about it. And you've got to get there, right? right? You've got to get there. So I think that's like if you stop going, though, what happens if you stop going to the gym for two weeks? Well, yeah, you're going to... You just don't even think about it right, anymore. You right. don't go. It's the same thing with sex. If you right. get in, if, And we've all had that. If you've been in a long relationship, you go through a financial struggle, you go through something where you're overwhelmed and stressed, and you stop connecting on a physical level. Right. And all of a sudden, either of you really... I mean, the dude might... But the woman's falling, and then she gets back in, and she's like, I've never really, I, I'm not sorry I did it. Right. But it's just, it's out of my life in a way, so I don't think about it. It's just like the romantic thing. I know I've gotten to that rut where I'm not even thinking about being romantic, right? You don't mm-hmm. even think about it. You're just like, well, I freaking, I'm here, I help, I'm nice, I'm, you know, well, that right. doesn't, that doesn't. And, and then I expect, and then we're going to expect them to just straddle you and be just. Right. Want you so bad? I mean, it's right. It just takes effort. Basically, and, and to end and to sum this all up and to, to land the plane a little bit. Basically, it's it's saying, and I agree that you need to find some fun when you're going through tough times. You need to find the things that bring you together if you're going through tough times, or even if you're not, just to keep your relationship going and to grow and to build and to not become stale. That's the last thing I think that you want in your relationship is for it to ever become stale. Why do you think that we get on here and do this at night? Um, you, you know what I mean? It, it's something that I don't want to sit at night on the couch with my, with Jeff. He on his side, me on my side, him doing his thing, my me doing my thing all the time, and then just not connecting at all. That's just not a life that I want to live. Do we do that sometimes? Yeah. When we turn our live off, when we turn our podcast off, you know, we'll chit-chat or whatever, and then, yeah, maybe we will go our separate ways a little bit and do our own little thing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you've got to find something to do with your significant other that kind of brings you together, right, that makes it fun, if that's if, if that makes any sense at all, especially during these times when you're stuck in your house together all the time. Yes, somebody on our TikTok says, do John says we do a date night once a week. That is the most important thing. We do the it's same huge, thing. We even huge. do it during this time. Last weekend, you know, we're being we're supposed to stay at home. Friday's our cheat night. That's the night we usually go out. We went out. We went, got curbside, and then we literally went into a parking lot and sat on a curb and had our food. Because you have to keep that fresh. Also, what we try to do is every three months we try to go out of town together. What we promised we would do this year is go somewhere we've never been before. We've done that now once this year. So far, we've gone to Indianapolis together. As soon as this ban is lifted, hopefully by Jeff's birthday in May, we'll be able to um, go, somewhere, go else. somewhere else. And we'll, we'll find somewhere else we've never been. Keep it fresh. Keep it interesting. Plan things to look forward to. Plan little weekend getaways. Even if it's a night getaway. Even if it's a day getaway. Go on a hike. Just do something to keep it fresh. And that's what we try to do. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we do, we do these live TikToks because we it brings us together and working together, having fun together. Why do you think we're doing this spirit week and we have our hair like we have it now? Uh, podcasters, you we can't see, this, but I have clouds in my hair. We started this podcast <laughs> because we felt that. We right. felt that disconnect a little bit. We were sitting there every night. And we weren't really connecting, and we could see it affecting us, you know, because we're right. on our phones, which 
is a distraction. It can lead to temptations. It can lead to all kinds of stuff. Sure. But so then, you know, that's 2018. We're like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. You know, I think I started that out and she was like, podcast? Yeah. Because I was big into them. I listened to them a lot. But I think that's what got us doing this together and we love to do it. We love to just, because we would sit around and talk a lot and goof off and get into these topics. Right. It kind of creates a platform where we can really dig into it like we did tonight. Right. Um, and another thing I'll say is like when my brothers, like one brother's, I have two brothers and a sister. My brothers and my sister, when they talk to me about what, I'm talk about how, how we've made it or what to do when they get married. Because only one brother's married. My sister's married. My other brother, he's not married. He's a bachelor. Um, but I said two things. Two things are huge in a relationship for your son. You both have to be empathetic to one another. There has to be an empathy, empathy gene. You have to be able to say to the person, hey, you know what? It it just makes me uncomfortable that you I know I know they're a friend, but it just that you spend that much time or that you go to a movie with your guy friend, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't care that you're friends with them or whatever, but some activity to to say I care about you and I'm not I'm still going to be their friend, but I'm, I I don't understand. That's what I'm saying by empathy is I'm like I don't understand really, but I'm in this with you and I'm going to make I'm going to do everything I can to make you comfortable. Right. And then you know what that does? It usually the other person goes, okay. You know you relax a little bit and you trust the person a little bit more. But the other thing, what's the other thing? Oh, this is what I've always said. If somebody asks you, hey, you've got to be friends. You have got to be, like she said, you got to want to do fun things. That's why this is a little bit easier for us because we're best friends. We have a lot of fun together. Yes, we fight. Yes, we get ugly. Yes, we get pissy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're best friends. We want to do stuff together all the time. Right. We, we have similar interests. But I told my brother, I'm like, if... Before you marry a girl, like, if, if if you get a chance to take a three-day trip somewhere, and they go, who do you want to take? And you name, like, four or five of your buddies before you get to the girl, she's not the one for you. Yep. I you totally gotta, agree. You got, I cannot, if I get a chance to go out of town, we freaking have a, a ball. And I would hate the thought of thinking, oh, God, how do I get, how do I get, my wife to let me take my brother or my best buddy with me on this. Right. You know. Right. I mean, it, if you're not, and that's, I think, you know, the way our relationship started is we really, I mean, we really weren't like great friends for, we kind of did just start out as being interested in each other. But I think over time we grew to become friends as well as dating. You know what I mean? And I think that's why we're not, 100% wanting to kill each other during this stay put people order. Um, somebody said today in one of my sessions, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go crazy if I have to stay one more day in this house with my kids and my husband. He's driving me crazy. And I'm thinking, I 100% don't feel that. Are there days he gets drives me crazy because I'm on our... Well, yeah. I mean, we're duh. That, yeah. But I mean, I've not once thought, I gotta get away from him. And I'm, I feel so blessed by that. Like, I feel like I might get emotional. 
Don't make me get emotional. Well, I thought no, that I'm not today. gonna get emotional. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think that. I just think because you know, today we were we were apart a lot because he was up here doing a whole he he had a whole lot of work today. I barely saw him, and I thought I miss Jeff. And I'm like, what did I just say? I've been with him since we're stuck for in three house. weeks. <laughs> I'm like right on the other side of the wall. But I think it's because he's my best friend too, and it's like whenever something bad happens, I immediately want to call him. Or tell him whenever something good happens, whenever I'm nervous, whenever I'm upset, whatever emotion I'm going through, he's the first person that I want to tell. Same. And like you said, you know, going places together and hanging out, you know, I'm not trying to be sappy and mushy and whatever, but it's true. So I feel very blessed. We have gone through some crazy stuff. We have gone through some really hard times. We've gone through some deal breakers, but you know what? We're fighters and we're going to fight through anything. And... I'm just glad I have somebody who wants to fight equally as strong. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. But anyway, I think this was a good podcast tonight. It, 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 was. it was. I hope this helped somebody, sweet. even if it was in some way, shape, or form, or fashion. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to put our governor in there. Um, if you're from West Virginia, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. No, no doubt. I hope I helped someone in some way, shape, form, or fashion tonight. I hope we did, too. And, um... We like to talk about relationships, so we'll talk we about do, this topic a lot. But yeah, and I don't know if we hit the nail on the head with what our this whole topic came up because one of our TikTokers brought it up, but I'm not sure if we hit the nail on what she specifically was talking about. But we kind of went off on a tangent and went another direction. I think that she was basically wanting to talk about how do you start over after a relationship. Oh, Maybe can, that's something that we talk about we'll some talk other about time. That. Maybe we have her on as a guest Maybe. Uh, through Zoom because maybe she can help us hone in on exactly what that topic is because I think that's a lot of that's a topic that a lot of people probably need to hear about because a lot of relationships have ended and they are like where do you go now and I think that's basically what she was talking about and we went another direction but that's okay that's just another podcast so I think we're done here we done yeah we're done all right We, we are done for this evening yeah that was awesome I think I think you could just go on and on and dig because it's such a complex topic and, <laughs> and us humans are so complicated. But, yeah, I think in this time it's nice. I, I felt the same way today. I had, to, I had FOMO, fear of missing out a lot because I was in here on calls all day and I was like, is she on live with people? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> we like, were watching the hailstorm today is what we were doing. about me? We were a little but, bit. But, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, it's cool to be with some, and it's all of those things we talked about. Those those six things that make you comfortable. We're really cognizant of giving each other space too. Oh, one hundred percent. So it's not like we smother each other. You know, it's it's funny because today, normally in our afternoons, we go for our coffee run. We do our store run. Well, today we went on our coffee run together, and then Jeff had to get back to organize the call because, well, what a day he had. But um, I had to go to the store by myself. And you know what? I low-key kind of didn't mind that. It kind of was nice for me to get away, drive in the car by myself, go into the store. And I, like, took my time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was safe. And I used the wipes and, I, you know, whatever. And uh, But it was kind of nice. But we do give each other plenty of space. We're together a lot. I mean, it's just, it's a good mixture. I even think that sometimes, like, like today, I was, like, almost, like, I don't know if I said it or it was like, if you want to go to Starbucks, like I'll stay and give you some space so you can go do your thing yeah. and just well, and I have will. the windows down and do whatever. But I mean, you have and I have, but 
And I will because I got I, I want to meet my friend for coffee sometime. I'm sure you'll want to go meet. And when I say meet for coffee right now, what I mean is like, hey, let's go to Starbucks, park six spots apart, and you stay at your car, I'll stay at mine, and we'll just talk that way. <laughs> That's how we have to do it these days. Yeah. But you know, you want to see your friends, you want to hang out, whatever. But anyway, this was a good podcast. We'll come back and do more. We might get some of our TikTokers um, through Zoom. Maybe a couple of them at the same time and do a podcast like that. Ooh, that might be crazy. fun. I know it'll be fun. Um, so we'll do that for sure. Uh, somebody just brought up right before we or get ready to end, what about toxic relationships? That's a good topic. That's maybe a very good topic. we can find some of our TikTokers or some of you podcast listeners out there that maybe have been in a toxic relationship and you want to talk about it because that would be fun to talk about. I have a lot of stuff saved. That you go, yeah. oh, God, have I right. done that? Right. Like, have, have I been that guy that's gaslighted? I have. All oh, right. my God. I'm yes. off. You yeah. know, some things that you don't even realize you do in a relationship that you're like, oh, i got to fix that. Like, so we always can improve. Am I codependent? Oh, yeah, my gosh. Like, <laughs> there's so many Narcissist. Things. Yes, we've yes, been there. That would be good. We'll, 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 res- we'll get some people together and have another topic yes, or another you. podcast on this. But for now, I think we're done here. Yeah, we went, we went longer than expected. But Sorry, it was, guys. It was a good one. So. All right. You all have a good night. Till Peace out. Night.